All right, howdy. Welcome back to Windley Mania, the greatest podcast you've never heard of, brought to you by the greatest band that you have never heard of, that band being Windley, of course. I am the best in the world, Andrew Reidner. And I, I, I happen to play guitar in that greatest band you've never heard of, Windley. A lot of, a lot of accolades we have, the great, best podcast, the best band, I'm the best in the world. Oh, it's 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 really uh, lonely up here on top. I'll tell you that much. I jest, I jest. But yes, at Windley underscore Band. If you want to look at all of our uh, dumb music and dumb things, whatever we're on, I'm n- I'm not sure of how extensive that is. But uh, you got to be on these things. You gotta, no matter what. I don't know. We're not on uh, the TikTok. Anyways, I'm getting carried away. I am by myself in the storage unit, waiting on the other boys. We're going to be practicing. We have some shows coming up, so we need to be nice and tight, nice and uh, nice and good sounding. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta make sure it's, you know, we, we don't want to be too polished, but, you know, God forbid we uh, sound too good. So... But no, uh, we got shows. And I'll be talking about a bunch of shows later on, but if you want to go ahead and look at at Myrtle Beach shows on the Instagram, you're more than welcome to. Lots of fun stuff. Booked all the way up to uh, September or something? It's pretty crazy. Lots of shows. All of them have been very great this year. And I hope they continues, especially May 12th at Fresh Brood with us, Windley, and Penalty Box, Fallscape, and a Brevity. On May 12th, which is a Friday, which is coming up this week when this comes out. So that's, that's uh, you know, circle it, be there, $10, pal. Anyways, uh, another solo endeavor. You know, uh, we do this, and we usually just, uh, me and man's best friend, we talk about just shit we like. A couple weeks ago, I did the thing by myself, just talked about shit I like. And I'm pretty much going to do that again, just to have one of these in the bank, just to have uh, something, uh, something, something there. I love, I love doing this. It's fun, you know, and I don't, um, I don't usually look at, <laughs> you know, like how this is doing. Cause I, I don't expect much. I mean, we're fucking just a little ass band. No one knows who we are, but, uh, you know, I never check really check the numbers, that much on how we're doing. The only thing I really do on the podcast hosting website is I'll upload the episode and I'll, there's these, uh, Q and a things that, uh, apparently every episode is like, how did this episode make you feel? Which is a very weird question. I, I, like I just listened to two assholes talk. Did you, did you feel annoyed or like what? I don't know. But it's there and um, I'll publish those. I don't even care what it says. It can say anything. It says, this sucked. It made me feel terrible. I want to die now. I'll post it because you're being honest. And we're nothing but honest men when it comes to Windley Mania. There's only the truth on this, you know. So, uh, but yeah, if you want to do that, you can. Like if you uh, you're listening to this on Spotify, there's a little Q and A thing. You write whatever you want. I'll post it. It could be I don't I do not care. I'm sure there's probably like some weird like uh, like um, computer mechanism thing that makes it like 
oh, you can't say that. Don't put that. But maybe you can do like a, I don't know, like hieroglyphics or like a code and I'll post it. You know, I'm not going to decipher it. I'll just post it. So, uh, but anyways, I did look at the number the other day and I was like, oh, this is pretty, this is, this is a little train we got going on. Everyone's on the train. So that's good. It made me feel a little better about it. Just, uh, so I appreciate that. I don't think we've ever said thanks for listening. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever said that ever. We're, 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 we're getting close to, you know, about 70 of these. And I don't think once we've ever said thanks for listening. But uh, yeah, no, this is because this is a really dumb show with a lot of dumb shit most of the time. I, I think maybe like one out of like, I don't even know if that one out of 20 of these episodes are like actually have something compelling and interesting. <laughs> um, like, uh, like it's usually the ones where we have other people and they, they, maybe they like say something that's like, Oh, I've never thought about it like that before. Um, so that's cool. So, uh, yeah, do all the stuff that other podcasts tell you to do for Windley Mania because, you know, you're supposed to, you have to, or else you're not a true Windley Maniac. And, uh, we don't, we don't take too kindly to non-Windley maniacs around here. Oh, I am absolutely, I'm feeling a little rested. I'm feeling good. I feel, I feel pretty good. Um, yesterday, I had a nice, beautiful day off. And we have Connor McCoy here. Okay, okay. So uh, that was... You got me awkwardly talking to myself, but yeah, yeah. Connor McCoy's now here. I, I, We're live, baby. Yeah. We're fucking You haven't live. been on here for a while. It has been a while. I have. I had a whole show set up. What do you got Just going ready on? to fucking talk. What do you got going on? Two very specific Andrew things. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming one of them has to do with some type of wrestling. Yeah, I was okay. actually I was actually about to talk about how uh, I watched uh, Wrestling Don Taku Wednesday morning. I was up. Uh, okay. And uh, well, it was like I was just thinking, was, New Japan's time. back, baby. All oh right? yeah, yeah. Is it back with a fucking vengeance? Oh no, I think I, it's it's um, it's interesting because from like 2012 to like let's say January 2020, there was like this big era of like uh, of growth and great matches and great uh, different things going on. Mm-hmm. The big feud was Okada and Tanahashi, right? Um, and this all culminated into the Tokyo Dome in 2020. Right. And it was sort of, and it was between Okada and Naito. Naito finally got that big win in the Tokyo Dome against Okada mm-hmm. for the IWGP championship. Very nice. And, uh, that whole era really ended right there. And, uh. When was that? Like nineties, I guess? No, this is 2020. Oh okay. <laughs> oh okay. You're talking about like an era, like it yeah. This was like a, this ago. was like an era because like with New Japan, I mean, there's sort all sorts of different eras in the two early 2000s. Like you can kind of consider that. Well, a lot of people consider that like the dark ages because they were experimenting with like shoot wrestlers, mm-hmm. which <clears throat> that sort of style of wrestling really uh, left a wake of a lot of dead promotions. Just people not being very interested in it after a while, like well, UWF and whatnot. I'm assuming shoot is just like 
just like just straight up actually shooting like like fucking, Josh Barnett. You know, you know Josh Barnett, right? Uh, no. You know Bob Sapp. Mm-mm. Um, who are some other guys? You have to forgive me. I'm not very versed in wrestling. Brock Lesnar at a time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I know yeah. Brock Lesnar. They they brought him in. They brought all these other guys and all these shoot guys, and and it kind of was like making. It, this was the time f- there was a, there was these stars that were being sort of like uh, groomed in the late nineties. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. But uh, it, it took kind of a toll on those guys in a sense, just because of like, hey, you know, we we spent a lot of time getting up to this spot in the card. But now the whole company's going in this new direction where it's like not, you know, wrestling. It's 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 wrestling, but it's not this performative wrestling. It's very MMA based and is 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 cutting. I mean, like when you say shooting, I'm thinking of like college wrestling. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, like I'm just thinking for shoot guys going. Just like what Gary used to do. He was a yeah. He was a a shoot guy for a while. Beat that girl. That's what, well, you know what they need is uh, they need a Logan Paul like uh, uh, to revive it. They need a, like a maybe bring in like Jackie Chan. What the that, fuck are you talking about? That's what? that's their Logan Paul. Who Japan? Just you, all of J- you know how many promotions are in Japan? Uh, I mean, the only one I know. of First of is, all, what you're in, what you what you what you're doing here <laughs> is number one terrible with like hey, you should get Jackie Chan who is no they need somebody they need a big star if they want to revive Japanese they do wrestling. have it's not doesn't need to be they a revive a big it's internet, fine internet celebrity pro wrestling Noah's not doing too good I mean Jesus they they did uh they were in Sumo Hall this past weekend or this past week uh, Sumo Hall is like this giant building and we did like eight hundred people oh shit <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. that it's in uh, Tokyo yeah oh okay. I want to go to Tokyo. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, if I can, I want to go out there for a while and try one of those ramen machines. Well, it's like a vending machine. Yeah, it's, it's like everything is everything is automated in Japan. Everything is like every, everything. All the food you get is out of a vending machine. Hmm. Uh, it, it seems like a dope place. I want to. I want to. I want to see what they got going on out, the, uh, out there. <clears throat> Give me a nice body pillow. Sure. Yeah. What would you get on it? Uh, you want a character? Yeah. Um, probably get like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> get the Eddie Murphy body pillow in Tokyo. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, just like vanilla Eddie Murphy, or one of Eddie Murphy's famous characters, uh, like Buddy Love? Mm, I would. Uh, or Donkey. Uh, <laughs> well, he a Donkey. Uh, may, uh, what is it? Coming to America, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that era of uh, him in the, um, what is it, McDowell's hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, ha- I would have that. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail your wrestling. Uh, no, a lot yeah. of people are having a sigh of relief. I should do it anyways. What? what? Uh, just go off on Yeah, the just wrestling. go off what go, I was talking about. Wrestling off, Don Taku. It was over the, the Fukuoka, Fukuoka. Go off, King. Convention Center. Well, the, the whole point I wanted to really make was like, this, uh, you know, the that whole you want to call it the Bushi Road era, you can. You want to call it the Okada era, you can, because mm-hmm. it all really kicked off <clears throat> in 2012 when, after the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, 
Okada comes out and Okada at that time just came back from excursion and he was just sort of like this geek. He had a horrible, Jesus Christ, my fucking accent. Horrible. (laughs) Are you from Boston? He had a horrible uh, fucking, no, he had a horrible match, uh, uh, you know, earlier in the card and Tanahashi's in the middle of the ring after the main event and he's, you know, doing his victory speech. He does like the air guitar gimmick and then Okada comes prancing down the ring and the Tokyo Dome people in there are like laughing at him and he looks like a fucking dork. And then in the next month in uh, wherever they were, um, they have a title match and then Okada wins and it was very shocking. And he looked like the man at that point. And it was like, Oh shit, this guy's fucking for real. Um, so Wednesday morning they had the, uh, they had the IWGP world heavyweight title title match between Sonata and Hiromu Takahashi Mm -hmm. and Sonata was sort of he was in another faction called Los Inconables de Japón and that's in Japan right so this is is originally a Mexico faction CMLL now but um he left that and he joined this other faction that was originally called Just Four Guys just that, four guys that formed earlier this year, yeah. With that, uh, that's what it was called, yeah. So it was, uh, they, they were all part of Suzuki Goon, which disbanded. And so Taichi, Taka Michinoku, <clears throat> Doki, and uh, Yoshinobu Kanamaru started this new faction called Just Four Guys. <laughs> well, that's a, that's an excellent name, yeah. So, and then during the New Japan Cup, Sonata, uh, left LIJ and joined just four guys. <coughs> so now they're called just five guys. Oh, like, uh, like the <laughs> like burgers, the, like the burger place. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, they got five guys over there. You know, I, maybe, I don't know at this point. Yeah. They got all the famously. There's a TGI Fridays across from the Tokyo dome. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got just like the normal TGI. I've never yeah. actually been in a TGI Fridays. I haven't been in a long time. Uh, that's well, I'm trying to. Is there how many are there here? Uh, there's at least three. There, there was one in North Myrtle, but they had RIP. There's one in North Myrtle still. Uh, the Dead Mall? No, it's oh, not over there, yeah, but it's gone. more toward if you keep going more north. That's what I've always been more like a, a Chili's, Chili's guy. Myself. I, I had Chili. We talked about this last week. I had Chili's, and I, it was, um, tearing up my stomach yeah i mean it's pretty mid-tier stuff during that whole episode i had i was trying to explain uh like it was a very like in-depth a lot of information in this last week's episode yeah and the whole time i had to take the biggest shit of my fucking life why didn't you just pause and take a shit because i was trying you're not not i was trying to get into it I was trying to get into it, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, you're not into it unless you're yeah. fucking, unless yeah. you just got a fucking diaper full yeah. of shit. Yeah. So Sonata, all right? Right. He fucking, uh, he, he leaves LIJ. He's now in just five guys. And he, he, he wins the New Japan Cup. He challenges Okada. He wins the title, which is a very, like, Sonata was always sort of this upper mid-card guy. Like and he was more so more so relied on like being a tag champ guy mm-hmm. or a secondary title, and then he would just he would, they would throw the bone at him for the you know world title right uh, challenges. So there was like f- f- 
three or four matches in 2019 that were all main events between him and Okada for that title. But um, <clears throat> he's he's now like a champion, right? And it's, nice. and it's 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 sort of like a but weird. They had four title matches in the same year with the same two guys. Uh, one was a New Japan Cup final. One was a G One Block final, I think. Oh, okay. And then there were two uh, title matches, so oh, I, okay. I misspoke. But I remember one of them being uh, the one towards the later of the year was a little more famous just because of like. It was a typhoon that day. Oh shit! Yeah, some and real there, Japanese There was actually, shit. yeah, and there was like a lot of damage in that area. Oh fuck! Um, so, and then Hiromu Takahashi, he's he's an LIJ. So these guys used to be in the same faction, right? And <clears throat> this sort of reflects in 2020 where they had another guy named Evil. He left <laughs> LIJ and joined Bullet Club. And Hiromu Takahashi was furious over this, so he challenges Evil, and he lost at that. So he challenged Sonata this time, and he lost. But after the match, during this whole tour, basically for New Japan, they, they have a big show, but before that, they have a bunch of dates that are just a tour. Okay. So this was like the road to wrestling Dantaku, and it was just like two weeks of shows. And then you get to the big show in Fukuoka. Man, I'm feeling good. Oh my gosh! Ooh. What did you have to eat today? I had a Slim Jim. That's it. <laughs> uh, oh, I, well, I had some jambalaya earlier. Oh, that that'll do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so and I'm, some, I'm feeling a little spicy. A, a nice Coke Z. Yeah, I got the Coke Z right here. Oh fuck yeah! So, but after the match, uh, a returning, much like in 2012 with Okada, except this was different because in 2012 when Okada came out for the title challenge, he looked like a fucking dork. Right. He was getting laughed at. And then a month later, he, you could really tell that, oh, this guy means fucking business. And then he won the title. This time, Yota Suji uh, emerges. They were playing videos throughout the tour that was like, it was like a space wolf, essentially. What the fuck? It was very bizarre. Like, it, it, it didn't, it was like a bunch of shots of space and then like shots of a wolf. It seemed very weird. Space Wolf. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what his whole gimmick is. Uh, it's like something I'd come up with when I was like twelve years old. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, Space Wolf. Yeah, Yoda. But Yoda Suji was a guy that came up through their dojo system, mm-hmm. and he was a guy that I always kind of really enjoyed. He debuted back in 2018, right? And uh, he was all he was just like in that dojo class. He was the biggest motherfucker in there. Like he's, I think he's only like six feet tall, but comparatively to like some of the other guys, how many pounds I mean, are you talking here? We're talking. I mean, we're talking like four hundred. Got to be like at least two ten, maybe two twenty. Uh, that's not like crazy huge. I mean, he's pretty fucking I mean, big for, for a wrestler. I guess that's like he's pretty big. Yeah. The, I, I, I hear 200 pounds. I don't really think of how much. I, I guess heavyweights. I'm not really just, good with uh, eyeballing weight either. Me neither. But that's uh, what, I mean, like I, just, like, I guess, what is it? Like 165 is the heavyweight generally like in like UFC. So yeah. 210. Sure. That's a, that's a big boy. He's big as fuck. And he he kind of flying around. He, he, he resembles uh, Yoshihiro Takayama. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, well, I thought maybe as an MMA fan, maybe you do know who Takayama was. Mm-mm. He was a big motherfucker. 
and he would kick your ass. And uh, there was a yeah. famous uh, him and Don Fry. Oh, I've showed oh, you that fight. Yes, I've yes. Showed you that okay, fight. I've watched that fight multiple times. That because fight, that fight's wild, unbelievable. Yeah, that, uh, that's Takayama and Don Don Fry. Um, and Takayama is a big mother. He's way taller than Yoda Suji. I mean, he's. I think he's like six six or six seven. Yes, and so they resemble each other. And I've kind of like just when he was a young lion, I really took. I was I was into it, and then plus, he was a guy who was very much um, into like luchadors and Mexican culture, right? So when he wanted to go on excursion, he really wanted to go to Mexico. But they first like there was something he went on excursion in twenty twenty one. When did he leave? Something like that. So he couldn't really go to Mexico. He ended up going to the UK, but then later he would go to Mexico. So he like he just came back from Mexico essentially. That's like so not exotic is to go to the UK. Yeah. That's that fucking sucks. I and um I didn't watch any of his Mexico stuff, but I saw I watched Rev Pro, which was the UK promotion he was mm-hmm. at. So I saw him mostly over there. Um but he comes back and He's he looks fucking cool as fuck. He's got this big jacket. <laughs> he's he's wearing the fucking like tight black shirt and fucking jeans, and he just spears a uh, Sonata. Oh fuck! And uh, you know it's 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 it it reminds me of that whole Okada thing, just because like a young lion coming back and then going straight to the title sort of thing. Um, the only difference is that the crowd was absolutely ecstatic to see him. And then also like, unlike Takayama, like, even though he like kind of looks like him and is really big, he was like smiling and stuff, which I kind of wish he went in there with just like straight face or frown even just like, but he, he was, he was like kind of like smiling and kind of eating it up a little bit. Um, but he's got to feel to spear somebody. Yeah, well, you know, it's got a and now they have a title match set up for their d- big Dominion show. Oh yeah, when's that? Osaka Joe Hall, uh, June something. I don't know. Is is that the night of the Brick House? Yeah, I think you were talking about pulling. No, up. that's um that that show that has not been confirmed or denied was the same night as a uh, Double or Nothing. Oh, okay. Um. But uh, they're, they're, this Dominion show, I think it's, it used to be on June 9th because mm-hmm. it would always say Dominion 6-9, which was great. Um, I don't nice. know when it is this year. I, I, I forgot. But there's the Best of the Super Juniors tour that is uh, preceding it. Right. Where That'll be at, what, 3 in the morning? Uh, usually. I, I usually. Uh, What's the time difference? It's like. Like 13 hours okay. for us. All right. Yeah, so, you know, honestly, that's pretty cool though, because I, you know, I stay up pretty much all night anyway. I, I could, I, I, I usually don't sleep straight through eight hours. Mm-hmm. I usually sleep for three or four, then wake up, stay up for about an hour or two, then go back to sleep. What a weird way to do that. And I sleep, and I take naps during the day. Mm-hmm. So, like, usually when I get home, like I'm taking like at least like a thirty minute nap. Okay. Um. And then I'll nap before I go to bed too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and I don't know pre-bed nap. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's that's like the main reason. Like, 
Like if I could sleep properly, I wouldn't watch all this bullshit live. Right. But since like, I'm like, well, there's a, you know, I, I'm, I'm up, I'm going to be up for a couple hours. I might as well watch like the, the, the business end of this wrestling card. Right. Um, I, mean, I, I think that's completely fine. Yeah. yeah. So like, honestly, so I'm going to be home anyways. During, they have a tournament, uh, during like the later end of the summer. I mean, for the past few, well, there was two years where it was in the fall this past, uh, more recently. Right. But that's, that's, I'll stay up and watch every single fucking show for Fuck that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that, that's that G1 tournament. I'm always like, that's, that's the, I got a lot of energy for it. Um, but yeah. That's how I feel about the Australian, the Australian Open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> stay up for yeah it. I stay, I stay yeah. up for it, dude. For yeah. those women's doubles, dude. Oh, yeah. Fucking, that shit is sick, dude. That's why I I love when the sports are on the other side of the country because I'm up at 2 a.m. anyways. I'm going to be up uh, this... I don't know if I'm going to be up for the whole thing, but I think it's Friday or Saturday. There's a Dragon Gate show, Dead or Alive. Oh, shit. Hell, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Big, big... They have... Several big shows, like a lot of these promotions, they have several big shows during the uh, during the year. But Dead or Alive is the mm-hmm. uh, the big May Dragon Gate show. Oh shit! Which, interestingly enough, is uh, Shun Skywalker and Madoka Kakuda, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a title match in 2021 at Dead or Alive, but it was sort of flipped. So Shun Skywalker was like the babyface leader of his faction, Masquerade. And Madoka Kakuda was going by Hip Hop Kakuda, and he was part of R.E.D. Hip Hop? Hip Hop Kakuda, yes, sir. All right. He has a really big ass. Oh, wait, yeah. and that's why he's Hip Hop? I don't know why. Kakuda? I don't remember why he was. You'd have to ask Jay Church, the uh, <laughs> English commentator for Dragon Gate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tweet at him, and I'm sure he will explain. Um, but uh, during that title match... Uh, hip hop Kakuda at the time. Yes. About five minutes in, he fucking like broke his shoulder or some shit. Oh no! That was during Shun Skywalker's uh, Dreamgate run. Then, yes. which was like described as snake bitten, just because of like uh, kind of like a lot of weird circumstantial booking mm-hmm. with his challengers, and then also injuries from uh, other stuff. I, I I can't remember the others on the top of my head. I think there was another one with uh, Kaz Sakamoto. I don't remember, but um, but now it's sort of flipped because uh, Madoka Kakuda returned, and he's part of a faction with uh, Dragon Daya and mm. uh, Yuki Yoshioka, and Sk- Skywalker is part of a faction called Zebrats, and they're bad. Oh, so it's flipped. The, the, the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Zebrats. <laughs> And there's a Brave Gate match with Jason Lee and uh, Dragon Dive. And there's the whole card's been announced. I'm excited. Aichi, Aichi pre- Prefectural Gym. Saturday night? Yeah. It's uh, Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. It'll already be done by the time this comes out. Oh, okay. People are completely lost. That's what I wanted to do for like 30 minutes, at least the first 30 minutes of the show. Just have people completely lost. They're just, they're just like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> 
Well, that's, uh, that's a good, cool thing about having your own podcast. Yeah, no, that's fucking, exactly. You that's can just ex- talk about yeah. whatever the fuck that's, you want. And that's usually what we do, yeah, aside from when I'm trying to talk to people about their bullshit. Yes, that's what that's... And by bullshit, I mean, like, fun music that they make. Mm-hmm. I mean, bullshit. I say bullshit just as a... It's yeah, it's just it's a general expression. general term. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's you know what I mean. We, we got we got bullshit. Yeah, we got bullshit. Yeah, it's, you know that's what I. Where, where's our interview? Yeah, interview us. Yeah, come huh? on. Yeah, get us on your podcast already. Mm-hmm. Andrew would talk about Dragon Gate. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> about, you got a Dragon Gate towel in the unit. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, we do. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's amazing. That's incredible. Well, I'm I'm hoping everybody has been enjoying that. That's why <laughs> is this your second so uh, it was going to be your second solo episode? Yeah, so well, the other one I feel like it was a little more accessible because I talked about um well no, not really because I <laughs> <laughs> the first half I talked about Marvelous 3 and I feel like, you know, people were learning a little bit about a band. Mm-hmm. And then the second half I just talked about comic books I was reading. <laughs> oh, nice. So they were just like I imagine everyone was like, "What the fuck?" So I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the. the I'm, I'm sure there's a few people the, out there that enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about how uh, earlier. I was talking about how um, <laughs> how, su- how surprised I was at uh, you know people that listen to this. Yeah, it, I never checked the numbers, and I did the other day. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. For really? What the fuck this is? Yeah, uh, it's like what you, uh, I'm not going to disclose it because that doesn't benefit anybody. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather not know. No, that's. I mean. Uh, when are we going to be able to start getting shit for free is what I'm, <laughs> what is what I'm wondering. Sure. When do we get dick pills to fucking I get sample? the dick pills first because I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I you do, do this, the most work. I do this most of the time. Yeah. So you do the most work, but yeah. you, throw, you can kick rocks. Throw, throw me one, you one, one, one fucking dick pill. You That's all I want. Pill. I'd like to see that. Uh, I'm sure you would, yeah. but yeah, I, <sighs> I have, the only time I ever watch wrestling now is uh, if AEW is like one of doing one of those, like not the pay per views, but uh, like Dynamite or whatever. If it's just like on TV, yeah, uh, that's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, but um, I've I, had an issue with this last uh, this last block of TV. What I want to save it for my um, slightly inebriated review that I'm going to do after Double or Nothing that I do on Winley Hub. Yeah. What, with AEW specifically? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to do other shows, but I always do it for the AEW pay-per-views. Cause yeah. Because, like, it's always, like, a big, like, it feels, it. it's just, like, a big thing, these, these pay-per-views. There's only four... Do well, they still five the now, but pay-per-views at the movie theater? Yeah, that's where I, that's where I go, me and Devin. Oh, shit. I want to go next time. Well, we, that might be interrupted. Why? Uh, for some other. Oh wait, no, actually, it won't be during Double or Nothing. It's going to be all during uh. Uh, it doesn't matter. So yeah, Double or Nothing. Yeah, you should you should come. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to that. Um, yeah. Now early on, I won't dis- I won't explain how, but early on in AEW. I used to get those bad boys for free. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and it wasn't like, and it was straight from um, Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. And then they tightened up on it after like the like the p- pandemic stuff. Right. They tightened up on that stuff. So, uh, I mean, it's like the only way they're going to make any money. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. Um, so, 
you know, I go to the movie theater now. Yes. Because it is half off. Plus, there's a little bit of atmosphere. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people yeah. are fucking hooting and hollering yeah. and shit and fucking... And I'm not talking... To, I, and people may remember they did two uh, pay-per-views for free in 2019. I'm talking... I'm talking double or nothing. Wait, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the first... How's that pay-per-view if they're nothing. free? I'm talking about the all-outs. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about... Uh, not Revolution that one time. But I'm talking about the, the big boys. I used to get some... Uh, Oh, um, slide it towards Andy Dandy's way. Put a know? little action on it. No, well, I, I, I put action on these things, but yeah. I'm talking about you know people, uh, people giving me uh, the a little bit of free, a little bit of free. It's nice. pretty nice, pretty nice. How much is uh, a ticket to get to watch it at the movie theater? Uh, it's like it's like twenty five bucks. Oh, dude, that's cheap. And their pay-per-views are like fifty. Yeah, that's that's cheap as hell. So yeah, that's cool. I can enjoy a nice sawdust infused Coke Zero. <laughs> sawdust? Yeah. I get the big jug, and there's sawdust in it. It kind of tastes like there's sawdust in it. They have Coke Zero there at the movie theater. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. They're smart. No, that's and they put what... a little. They sprinkle a little sawdust. <laughs> and I, I, I really just should like just bring my own bottle or right. You know, pay the whatever to buy a bottle of it. But there's something about it where I'm like, this is right because I, you know, I've done, I've done the movie theater thing for almost two years for these pay per views, and it's always, uh, it's just ads, it's just part of the uh, part of the night, you know? Right? Yeah, that's what it's part of the night, man. Yeah, I like that movie theater too. I was I was at the movie theater watching the Mario movie the other week and watching the what now? The Mario movie. Oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Um, got some laughs. Um, got some laughs. That's what I mean, like. It was it was okay. It was fine. It's basically what I expected. Yeah, I was like, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty much exactly what I expected. The only thing I don't didn't care for particularly was sort of like the pacing with it. But I kind of you kind of have to like understand that like you know it's just basically a kids movie. Yeah, well, and then kids today. I mean, these fucking uh, these kids these today are always on their today. phones. Always, well, that's all, that's always on their. Phones. I definitely think that's part of why the the pacing was. So yeah, just fucking nothing. They didn't really like give anything any room to breathe, but mm. it's because you know fucking TikTok. Yeah, that's yeah. God damn it, Chinese t- app. That's so fun, and the fucking soundtrack. I mean, first of all, you already got the the source soundtrack that kicks ass, and now where they chose to throw in the little you know, it just all. I thought that yeah, was that was really a cool. good. That was a good soundtrack. Jack Black killed it. I have nothing to say about the performances except for Cranky Kong. I thought that was kind of weird. That well, didn't remind who, me. You like, know who voiced him? It was Fred Armisen. Yeah, I was uh, like, what? It was very uncranky Kong. Uh, yeah, he Kong. wasn't. He wasn't very cranky. It was not exactly what I expected him yeah. to sound like. No Monty Mole either. Yeah, that's why I. Who would you get to voice Yoshi? Oh yeah, there wasn't really any Yoshi either. Well, they kind of like. It was just. Uh, like, I don't want to like give away any. I guess. Well, it, fuck it. No, there wasn't a Yoshi. Yoshi wasn't in the movie for the most part. There was a little shot of a at, bunch of Yoshis. Uh, and at the end, they like closed up on the Yoshi egg. Oh, I thought they were gonna do something with that. I assume that he's gonna Yoshi is gonna oh, be a bigger sure, part of like Mario too. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I assumed, but yeah, that was like it was fine. That's what. Uh, my friend Faith brought in chili into the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
what the what the fuck? Chili. Yeah, like uh, I just started smelling like straight up. <laughs> where, where from? Just from home? Yeah, <laughs> just had a Tupperware of chili. Fuck it. And I was like, honestly, well, she, does she carry around like a bag? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, man, that'd be heartbreaking if that shit popped open in the bag. Huh? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but I had a brought her brought her own spoon and. Fuck I mean, it. fuck it. You pay all like t- movie prices are. Honestly, insane. Well, we went uh, for a fucking movie. Uh, it's five bucks a ticket at the Cinemark. I for I forgot for what. Uh, I think it was because we went to like the super late viewing. It was, uh, like, okay. it was that like might be part of it. That's why I used to go in the morning. And I know Devin, would, if he was here, was like, "Well, I got movie pass, so it's like you know." I That's what one of my <laughs> friends had the damn movie pass. So I don't know if that was why, or if it was because it was at ten thirty at night, but. Uh, yeah, it was like five bucks a ticket. It was super cheap. That's good. Yeah, and it was. Uh, well, I'm saying if you're gonna pay, if you were to pay like twelve bucks, bring yeah. in the chili. Yeah, true. As well, and it's not like you know the food they have at that movie theater is not like the popcorn is fine. Like, but like those nachos are fucking trash. Like, I movie theater nachos are the worst. Uh, I think a lot of people like them. I just don't like uh, nacho cheese. Mm. Like and the most I'll do is popcorn. I've never. Yeah, no, that's what I get. Like a nice, you know, I'll get like if I'm just getting one for myself, a small one. But if I'm splitting it with somebody, I get the large. And, um, but yeah, it's like I the, the nacho cheese fucking sucks. Like they're just the melt, like just the canned nacho cheese. I'm not a fan of that. You should shit. go in there and change it. Uh, well, yeah, this is like, you guys should really get a, should write a letter, <laughs> get shredded cheddar cheese and melt that shit in a broiler. I like the sauce a little more. Ah, uh, well, fair enough. I'm, I'm if not, I were to get nachos, I wouldn't want shredded cheese just sort of melted on top of the chips. I need, I, like the sauce is way more, you know, satisfying. Well, you want to do a blend of both? I guess I can't argue with that, but if I'm, you know, if I had to choose one or the other. Does uh, the canned cheese not hurt your stomach? It makes me feel like my stomach lining is being torn I don't know apart. if you know this about me, Connor, but um, my stomach, you it doesn't sound like, it, listen, it doesn't sound like it because I do complain a lot about, you know, oh God, I got to take a big fucking shit or whatever, but. Well, so do, so do the rest of us. Everybody exactly, takes giant yeah, shits. I, I agree, but. Uh yeah, my stomach. I it's pretty. It's it's pretty. It's a, it's a well-oiled machine. <laughs> That's what the doctor said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my checkup. He said, "Wow, this is <laughs> it's a well-oiled machine." <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I. There's a hiccup here and there. Yeah, you know, but that's normal. That's yeah, human. Just get the oil changed. It's nature. Fucking, you're all good. That's yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, Mario movie was good. I liked it. I, I know. So I thought it was better than the Sonic movie. They need to do like a Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games movie. I kind of like the Sonic movie more. Did you? Yeah. Honestly, it's also like to me, like what that came out two years ago. I don't know or something, but like that movie was pretty forgettable to me. Uh, They didn't have Jack Black. (laughs) They didn't have uh, fucking Charlie Day. I mean, that's fucking awesome. All right. as, as Luigi? Sure. Yeah. Fucking cinematic masterpiece, actually. Oh, so you should... <laughs> now, you, that was now, now, now it's a cinematic masterpiece. Get fucked, Fellini. Yeah, dude. That shit was fucking Super good. Mario here. Super who, who, Mario. Who, uh, who directed the Mario movie? Oh, pff, beats me. I didn't... 
I didn't look at that. Uh, I don't know. All right, right I, on. I, I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, that's like the first movie I've seen in theaters in like a year. Mm. So, so uh, I was also going to talk about something I'm very excited and looking forward to. Oh yeah. Um, this week, the week they were recording, a tour kicked off for uh, one of my favorite bands, possibly my fa- my favorite band, Coed and Cambria. Oh yeah, they are uh, they're they're doing another one of their Never Enders for their fourth album, mm-hmm. No World for Tomorrow. Okay, now a Never Ender is like this thing they'll do where they'll play a whole album. Okay. Uh, when this album came out, it was like, this was this came out in like 2007. Um, they did like a thing in like 2008 or 2009 where they played four nights in a row, they played their albums. They called it Never Ender. Because mm-hmm. it was like, it was ne- like well, Never Ender is one of their songs and also a thing in the, the, the comic book. Okay. But um, yeah, then the first time I saw them was in 2014 for their Never Ender for their second album. Very nice. And I remember um, being very excited. Lad. Huh? You were a wee lad. I was in 10th grade. Damn, yeah, dude, you were a boy. Yeah. The grow up and be a man, <laughs> little baby. Have you read the comic book? Uh, I have. I, um, I don't find it particularly engaging. No, that's the thing. So, uh, Coen and Cambria, they're they're a rock band. Yeah, um, they're my favorite band because they infuse progressive rock and like emo and post hardcore and sure, pop yeah. punk. Yeah, they do all this stuff. like stuff and mix it together, and it, it's I, I enjoy Sounds it. Great, yeah. Um, and they do have like this this whole thing behind their their lyrics and stuff with uh, the Amory Wars. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of like Star Wars. <laughs> oh, okay. But not entirely like Star Wars. Um, I, I, I have read, I, I mean, I have all the books, uh, but I don't, I don't find much of it very engaging for me, at least. Right. Um, the first book, well, he, he, he put out two comics before it was the Amory Wars called The Bag Online Adventures. Okay. And this was pretty much like, it seemed like what he was going for was to literally make a comic book for each song on the first album. Mm-hmm. So the first one sort of represents the the song Time Consumer. And then there's the second issue kind of represents Devil in Jersey City. Um, and then eventually uh, he would have the, uh, the, it was the second stage Turbine Blade book with image at the time. And then there was a, uh, there was another book for their third album. Good Apollo. I'm burning star four from fear through the eyes of madness. Uh, yes. Yeah, with like. the, with the, with the four. Yeah. On it. They mm-hmm. had a comic book for that, but I, I have that one, that first one they put out and that is terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, it just, it is so incoherent and just like the art is very, very minimal and boring. Even and, and That's probably my favorite album by them too. That's like, yeah. It's a very am, am, ambitious album. Um, and then they had, they brought in uh, Peter David to co-write with uh, Claudio Sanchez. Peter David's a, um, 
you know, he's a he's a comic book guy for the most part, and he's sure. done other novels and stuff. But um, even that stuff, I don't find terribly that great. Some of the art's cool in those like uh, those books. I have the the ultimate editions from Boom uh, Studios, mm-hmm. but. And and then he did a, a novel with Peter David for their fifth album. Um, the comics I do like by Claudio Sanchez were some of the sort of the side uh, projects that he was doing. So he had one called Kill Audio that was sort of like this uh, kind of, I haven't read these in a long fucking time, but it was like a satire one where it was like music and drama and the arts were like these actual entient beings uh, he had like a zombie story called Key of Z, and then him and his wife had one called Translucid, which was like sort of this um, this study of like a, a superhero. And I kind of like that. I think that's probably his best work. But um, yeah, No World for Tomorrow, their fourth album. And you say you like that first, that Good Apollo. Yes, this is volume two of that. Okay. And this is sort of like a thing where they were they were facing a lot of this band has faced a lot of like bullshit throughout the years as far as like inter band things. Oh, yeah, and this I was know, during like, one of those points. Yeah. And that album, Good Apollo One, is very much sort of like their opus in a way, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Like they're this is uh uh what the first two albums were really leading up to as far as mixing genres and stuff. And this was more of a, they're probably their most ambitious and most uh, leaning into like progressive rock and maybe a little metal. Right. But still had all that pop punk and emo tendencies. This album, it still has that like coheed sound. Right. But it's very much more, it's almost like hard rock or classic rock in a way. Um, like, I don't know how to explain it particularly without really like, if you weren't to listen to it, but it, 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 it's like the, the title track, no world from tomorrow is like kind of like this crazy metal riff, Mm -hmm. but then there's some of these other songs with like, just sort of like, like there's uh, the, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the the hound of blood and rank it's like this this fucking come on come on come on you got to give it to me it's oh. sort of like that a little more like bluesy nice. on the brink even he's doing like little like uh like bluesy like vocal runs like the world now now hern worst thing to come sort of like that right. and uh there's a lot of keyboard and synth on this one too by uh, Rami Jaffe, mm-hmm. I think his name is, who is now in the Foo Fighters. Oh, really? But he's not the only Foo Fighter who played on this album. Because at the time, I did mention there were issues between the band, particularly with uh, their original drummer, Josh Eppard, Josh right. who has since uh, returned. And back in like 2012, he came back. Yeah. And their their bass player, Mike Todd, who is not in the band any longer. But at this point, um, after that third album during touring, they were dealing with a lot of their own personal issues and whatnot. So they had left the band, and eventually they brought Mike Todd back. And, and during that time, they were actually 
touring with like guitar, like their drum tech and guitar tech. Yeah. And there's videos of them playing with them instead. Oh man. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but, um, it's big Mike, shoes to fill. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So Mike Todd, uh, rejoins the band, but they didn't have a drummer. And, uh, they were, at the time, it, it's kind of weird how it lines up. I don't know how the conversation went down exactly, but at the time they were touring with the Dillinger escape plan. Oh man. And during that tour, uh, uh, Ben Weinman, who's like the main escape plan guy. Right. He was like facing like, uh, he had his own sort of issues and he had just got back from like an injury. Mm-hmm. And so he left tour that tour like a few days earlier. Right. And it was kind of during that time where Cody and Cambria asked Chris Penny to join their band. And they were already, there were sort of um, some some uh, disagreements within the Dillinger escape plan. So he was pretty much like, yeah. So, but he couldn't record on New World for Tomorrow, No World for Tomorrow, because of, uh, he was still technically in the band contractually through uh, Relapse Records. So he wrote these drum parts and they were recorded on the album by Taylor Hawkins. Oh, shit. Of, uh, who recently passed away, but was, uh, of course, uh, Foo Fighters. Yes. And it's, it's interesting because, like, I guess Penny wrote the parts, but you can kind of, like, you know, if you're one of those guys who really listen in on, I mean, I know you do because you are a drummer, but... Mm-hmm. You can kind of like feel it because obviously Josh Shepard had his own groove going on. Chris Penny definitely has like Chris Penny was a guy, or he is you know he's not dead or anything, but right. He he was more technical. I mean, he was in Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah, that shit was hard and, and technical, and so he was in another band too. Um, he's done a few other like projects. He was in a pop punk band called Boxer at one point. Boxer, yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, Sam Sarah, that was the other band. They, they're like you got to like really do your digging to find them. Yeah, that's but, uh, uh, that was. You can hear a lot of his like technical like crazy shits going on, right? Um, but Chris Penny, you know, he had his own thing. But these were like these songs kind of felt more open and a lot of room to breathe Mm -hmm. as far as drumming Mm -hmm. goes and then but their fifth album that would when it was that's when penny actually got to record on the album and that's where it's a little more technical and like crazy and all over the place right um so they're doing a tour where they're playing this whole album and it's a it's a it's a i think it's like where y'all going charleston atlanta oh gosh because okay. this is the tabernacle. That's a it's a fun place. And plus, they're not coming on the east coast. They're not coming back until like September. They're like breaking this up in the two parts. Okay. Um. But this album, I feel like it's 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 a little overlooked, just compared to like the first three albums, and then. Even some of the newer stuff, I think, kind of overshadows it in some way. There's, I feel like there's a lot of discourse, at least in, in in the band's fan community, where it's like, oh yeah, this stuff, this particular album, like mm-hmm. this is like this is this is great. Like, 
I, I don't know. It, it, it's just, there is like a big change because again, like a lot of these like classic rock influences are really definitely on their sleeves for it. Right. Even, um, what's his name? Uh, Ken Kelly. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is, but, um, he, he was uh, an artist. He, he died, uh, actually last year too. Oh, um, right. But he, he did, uh, Destroyer and Love Gun. Mm-hmm. He, he made those album covers for Kiss. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And he's done, um, he did stuff for Man at War. Uh, I think he did a four year strong album as well. It's very much a very, he does like which one? these uh, oil paintings that are like very realistic. They, they kind of like call back to like Frank Vizetta, Vizetta right. with a lot of like sort of like the fantasy art and stuff. So he did the album art for this and it's kind of a little, there, there's some other art he did, but that, that's a, uh, that's something about this album. <laughs> Ken Kelly did that. That's pretty fucking badass. And, uh, and I, I guess, but I guess that kind of connects to like the the classic rock thing because, of course, Ken Kelly did, you know, Kiss and a lot of other like classic rock type uh, album covers. But um, yeah. So who's opening up for Coheed in Atlanta? Okay, so I was trying to remember, but um, I think they announced this tour a while ago. Right. And then it was canceled in 2020. And that was originally going to be Chon. Ooh. But now it's Deaf Heaven who's uh, opening for them. I don't know who that is. They, uh, I haven't listened to their stuff in a very long time. I remember their first two albums and it's very, and it was like sort of, it, it was kind of like black metal, but more alternative. I don't know what's the, hmm. the, but the, but it's not like, it's not like black metal that I like. It's like very, uh, hmm. I don't know how to phrase it because I'm not really a g- genre no, naming yeah. fella. No, I feel that. Um, but it's like alternative black metal. I don't know what their stuff sounds like now, but I remember those first two things. They were definitely influenced by a lot of like shoegaze oh. and, and black metal. I just found out what shoegaze actually meant the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did not. What, uh, what, what made you? Because uh, we were going somewhere to, we were going to Sumter to watch a band or to play. and uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Scarlet, right? Yeah. What, they, didn't that, they describe themselves as shoegaze? That's what, that, and I was like, well, I was like, I thought shoegaze was like, like soft, twinkly stuff he's like no it's not like any particular genre it just means that they have a lot of pedals <laughs> yeah because they're looking because they're looking their at their so they're yeah. looking at their shoes and i was like oh yeah. i was like i just thought it was just like soft like i thought you just like were listening to it and you were gazing at your you just drifted off and were gazing at shoes i don't or you know like shoe gaze you know what i mean uh yeah but uh I, yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I was. A, I had no idea. I'd known what it was for the past. Like, I know. I knew the term. I know what the word was, but I did not know what that meant. Mm. So, slowly but surely, becoming less stupid. Sure. Um, but yes, uh, no world for tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I was not a fan of the band when 
this album came out, I would shortly, Devin would show me them after uh, Year of the Black Rainbow, their fifth album. Mm-hmm. And that that's the one, Chris Penny played on that as well before Josh Eppard rejoined. And that's very much like a more progressive rock sort of, a lot of people dislike the production on it. It's Atticus Ross, who's now part of Nine Inch Nails, so it's a lot of... Like now? He's in Nine Inch Nails now. Damn, that's a blast from the past. But, um... So it's a very noisy and atmospheric record. Yeah. But I fucking love those songs. And it kind of made me uh, love Travis Stever more. Uh, Those lines that he plays on that album aren't particularly, like complex or complicated they're really really straightforward and just sort of like uh support more than anything as opposed to like a lot of the earlier stuff where he's like literally just playing like straight up lead parts that are a little more busy or even doing counter melodies to stuff Mm -hmm. so but that was like the the album where i was like I wish I had Travis Stever's job. <laughs> like that's like I I just I don't know. I love that album, but I hope they uh, they do a Never Ender for that, which I don't think they will, but they should. They should play that. They should just do one date here in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> play that whole album, no openers unless it's someone I someone you particularly really enjoy, like Van Halen. Uh, well, that would be a little. I don't really want to watch anyone else play guitar. Okay. With Van Halen. So it was maybe Nuno Betancourt. If Nuno Betancourt and Gary Sharon. Okay, let's just say Extreme. If Extreme <laughs> if Extreme opens for a Coheed on that one date, that'd be awesome. And okay. they play a couple they throw in a couple Van Halen tunes, why not? Yeah. <laughs> that'd be badass. Yeah, that'd be uh that'd be something. <laughs> let's hope that ex- that happens. Extreme uh doing it's a Van Halen set. Soon. No, they gotta play some because I love extreme. So they gotta play, they gotta mix it up for 45 minutes. And then Kohe just plays Year of the Black Rainbow. I'll be a very pleased man. Yeah. I'll probably be there'll be a lot of people there for extreme. I don't know how many people would I, I don't know. I'd I'd be very interested to see if they actually would do a tour with that album because the consensus on it is not very positive. Yeah. Plus I believe the band still sort of jokes about it in, in a sense like of like like they don't like it yeah hmm. so and plus the the subsequent tour with that led that was like where the big thing with mike todd happened where well i don't i don't really he he did he made a poor m- mistake and uh i don't know what he's up to now i know he Wait, continued, what do he do i don't he 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 robbed a Rite Aid with a what? fake bomb. What, what the bomb? With a fake bomb. Fake bomb. And I don't I, I don't know what he's up to now. Damn. I know I know that he made like a couple <laughs> Damn, of weird bad choices and then he sort of continued to do that even <laughs> after being out of the band. Oh, I don't shit. know if he's he's I I hope that he's doing great right now. Cause yeah. you know, he was a great bass player. His his time in Coheed and Cambria, he was more so of like the third guitar player in a sense. Right. But now they have Zach Cooper, who I f- feel like fits better as far as being, you know, in a rhythm section. I I, mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy the Cooper Eppard duo the kind best. Runs up and down the bass. Um, he does some runs, some here and there. Yeah. Um, I think I think I don't want to 
I don't want to call him out or anything, but I think Devin actually uh, took a couple runs from old Zach Cooper. Oh, yeah. Nothing threw, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No, that's good. I mean, like, I, I just copy everybody else's fills. Sure. I speed them up, slow them down a little bit, yeah. change a couple things here and there, and boom, it's mine. So, looking forward. Wonder to that. To the No World. You should listen to No World. Everyone should listen to No World for tomorrow. It's that's, fun, everybody's, that's everybody's homework. It's a really fun album. So yeah, that's pretty much all good. I wanted to talk about was some wrestling and fuck yeah, the, that's awesome. Coheed, yeah. Uh, so what do we got? Uh, that's it. I just got to do some shows if you want to do that. Uh, yeah. Well, this is coming out after Sunday, right? Yeah. Did you did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Mm, not particularly. No, I was like, I, I talked about a few things I did this week or this month. So. But I've been I've been a busy man. All all I've been doing is playing golf. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that here. You play golf? Yeah, uh, I'm like, I've been getting back into it the past like. Wait, few wait, wait, you, you, you like play like all like you know 18 holes or whatever? Uh, recently I've just been doing uh, par threes, and then yesterday I actually went to play an executive course. Which is like just like par threes. With did you get like, a steak or something? Did I get a steak? No, I didn't get a steak. I feel like if you play the executive courts, then afterwards you eat a big steak. They didn't have any steaks. They just had like hot dogs and chips. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's not like a nice. I don't like. I haven't been going to like nice places. I'm poor. <laughs> uh, no, I went over that uh to to Pueblo Bay place and played that, which is like it's like mostly par threes. It's got like two par fours on. It's got four par fours total. Oh god! Already. Yeah, I know. This is how um how I feel right now about you talking about golf is how everyone is going to feel when they listen to. Uh, well, it's, it's a it's a great th- mix. We're yeah, talking yeah. about wrestling. We're talking about golf, yeah. which is like, uh, golf is way worse than wrestling. I mean, nobody's going to care about that. Uh, nobody wants to watch it. Nobody wants to play. I remember it. the morning of the Tiger Woods, uh, like. Um, where he got him caught and, cheating on his wife. Yeah, I remember that morning like it was yesterday. <laughs> was I, I, my grandma was just like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I couldn't wait to come home and watch fucking uh, all the late night talk shows. Oh, yeah. Because I was I, on the way in school, I remember listening to my... Uh, what did Jay Leno say about my, it? This Tiger Woods, you hear about this? You hear about this, this Tiger Woods guy? You hear about this? Yeah. I... I I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't have anything prepared. Yeah. To, uh, you hear about the rider strike? Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I saw a picture of, um, they were doing the rider strike and they were walking and then Jay Leno was actually there. He wasn't part of the strike. He was just getting into one of his cars oh, and he was like waving and people were taking like kind of like far away selfies. Yeah. With he doesn't give a shit about fucking picketers. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about their workers' rights. Yeah. That's... But yeah, like there's like no more late night television, I guess. Uh, well, there's no one fucking, you know. And nobody watches. Nobody I know watches that shit, anyways. Yeah, like I, 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 I don't. I can tell you a single person that watches. Like I was into the early Colbert. Oh, uh, uh, his like when he first started doing late night. Yeah, I was kind of into that, but then I was like, it kind of lost me after a little bit because they, especially during that, like he joined right before that. 2016 election and that was when stuff was just like super annoying i didn't want to watch it yeah i just it got kind of stale i guess and i mean i I liked the old colbert report 
that was a good oh yeah that yeah, was a good I mean, show that, that was, was that was that was an, that was incredibly good uh, i mean during that i mean that was like you know, craig ferguson stopped see yeah he conan was, was still i, I conan you know, good conan was still conan will always be good though time. um he'll never be bad oh yeah yeah uh, uh, but Craig Ferguson's probably the funniest one out of everybody. He had like the, oh, was yeah. it the gay robot or was it a gay skeleton? Uh, Jeffrey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what it or was. Jeff, I don't yeah. That's what I was. He, he, what he retired when I was like a teenager, I think still. Uh, I don't remember when he, it was, not it was super, a while ago, it wasn't super long ago, but it was, you know, not long entirely. enough to where I couldn't remember what the skeleton's name was. Oh. But yeah, he was funny. I, I remember when they were funny they were talking like they were gonna rep- they were talking about who was gonna take over lately. I forgot who the names were, but it was like someone where I was like, "Oh, this is gonna kick ass!" Actually, like it sucks that Craig Ferguson not gonna be there, but whoever they had to replace was like, "Oh, sweet." And then it was James Corden. Oh God! Who actually, yeah, I was like, Car- oh, fuck, carpool that. karaoke, baby, yeah. let's go. And then now he's stopping doing. He's 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 ending uh, that. There's like. I feel like there's like 30 late night talk shows. There's Seth and no, Myers. Nobody, nobody watches any Some of them get canceled too all the time. Yeah. That's, that's what I, well, because there's too many of them and there's just, there's too much to, you know, there's not enough uh, pieces of the pie for everybody. Yeah. So that's why I, that, I'm not, I'm not watching any of that garbage. So I uh, just, I, the, the most, anytime I need a late night fix, I, I'll just watch like old Conan clips or yep. old Ferguson clips. Yep, Conan, Conan, like I said. And Con- even, I know I wasn't around when it was on, but uh, some old Carson clips, those, oh, are, those yeah. are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I haven't watched any of Johnny Carson, but. Wait, that really fun. That's when anything fucking went. That was yeah. when anything fucking go. <laughs> Wait, when did he, he retire when we were like kids, right? He retired before we were born. Oh, okay. We are, that's uh, why I, that's, I was about to say, that's why I haven't watched any Johnny Carson. Yeah. I don't think I was never on in my household. Yeah. So, uh, I like Jimmy Kimmel, but I liked him better when he was but uh, of course the, the, the man the, show. The, oh, the Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Who, uh... Who, uh that nah, doesn't matter. But the best, <laughs> obviously the best late night host, bar none, was the great, the late and great uh, Larry Sanders. And we'll leave it at that. Larry Sanders. Yep. He uh, was the best. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Hank Kingsley, probably the best uh, sidekick. Mm-hmm. Are, hey now, hey now. That was good shit. I the one that. where the, the monkey uh, kind of like, you know, flicked, he like punched uh, Larry Sanders in the balls. That was awesome. Mm, yeah, I don't think I remember that. Everyone remembers Larry Sanders. That was a great show. Uh, I don't know if that was ever on in the household. Mm, well, he, uh, he's missed out. Old uncultured swine. It was a great show. What a great guest. Yeah. So oh, what do you got on the paper? Then? That is it. Uh, you need to follow at Myrtle Beach shows. Yes. For uh, all this information, you're you're really going to uh, want to do that because. Yep. All these shows, I was talking about this earlier, I They're think. They're all bangers. They've all been really fun. Yeah, all, yeah, they've been sick. Yeah. I saw Urban Packed. Waste the other week. I forgot that was, I, I knew that shit was happening, but then it was like, oh, this is happening now, right now. Yeah. So I, I missed out on I that. Thought, I thought you knew. That's why I didn't. I thought you just no one bothered to tell me. I thought you were, bu- I thought you were just busy or something. I thought, no, I, I thought home. you knew. Oh, shit. Well, fuck, I should have. No, it's okay. Know. This cool. Friday, baby, May twelfth. Yes, 
At Fresh Brewed, you have us, Windley, Penalty Box, Fallscape, and a Brevity, May 12th, Fresh Brewed, $10 APM. It's going to be fun because then we're going to be playing whole this whole weekend with uh, Fallscape and uh, uh, Penalty Box. Yeah. So Saturday, the uh, 13th, we'll be in uh, Raleigh at School Kids Records with Contact Comfort. Really Contact fun Comfort. band. Oh, okay. And then uh, uh, Sunday, we'll be in Virginia Beach at Scandals live scandals live with the other two bands not pre-recorded live right baby and when someone else i don't remember sorry uh may 20th at fresh brood is clean sweep nawam right and uh hey man that's what it says i'm just, I'm just reading me. the paper yep and ocala may 20th uh fresh brood ten dollars apm june 8th uh mall tombstoner visions of brutality and narsara that's gonna be a banger at Arcadia Studios at 6.30 p.m. June 8th. That place also is dope. $10. That place is I'm dope. excited to... Well, I won't be... I'll be able to go to that one. Yeah, yeah. Arcadia is nice. I like that um, place. June 16th at Fresh Brood, Bedlam Hour, Brandy and the Butcher, Heavy for the Vintage, and Circuit yes. at Fresh Brood, June 16th, $10, 7 p.m. Yes. June 17th, you want to go on Eventbrite to look for these tickets. You want to hurry up and get some tickets if you do not already have tickets already because you need tickets this to get to inside wild. the show. Because um, it's... It's going to go stupid. There's going to be more room for more people now because it's at the Brick House Lounge. Yeah, I think it's like a 500 cap yeah. place. So, so, yeah, but... Tickets are going quick. As far as I know, they're selling like hotcakes. We're cakes. already a little past halfway there. Right? <clears throat> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's getting there. It's like kind of wild. So, uh, uh, Brickhouse Lounge, June seventeenth, Windley, opening that bad boy up. Yeah, dude, first to go. Yeah, we're getting we're getting out of the way because we know that uh, <laughs> we're a little more goofier than we don't have we don't have. Um, I mean, that's kind of violent, right? The robot shirt. Yeah, but, you know, we don't have any like. Skulls or pitchforks or anything? No, <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, our our name, uh, our logo is completely legible. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, so is Turn of Forte. Oh yeah, true. Which uh, uh, you know, I think um, the, the people really like to Turn of Forte. We're a little more goofier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're definitely goofier. <laughs> so, uh, I would say, yeah, we're absolutely goofier. <laughs> I uh, mean. <laughs> We got you up there. Yeah. Uh, Hens of Blasphemy, uh, Graves of Valor, Knife in the Dark, Your Spirit Dies, No Cure, Extortionist, and then My Children, My Bride, June 17th. You got to, at the Brickhouse Lounge, go yes. on Eventbrite to get the the tickets. They're $20, which is only $20 for fucking like 10 bands. Yeah, it's it's it's, gonna, it's a so packed that's two dollars a day. Band. That's Yeah, it's a packed day. It's maybe, really... maybe we're not worth $2, but I know... Uh, at least my children, my bride is. Your spirit dies. Absolutely is. They're yeah, really all these good. other bands are. We're I, only, I like we're probably worth worth a just a a nice gumball. <laughs> yeah, nice twenty five cents. So that starts at uh, five p.m. We'll be <laughs> playing at five p.m. Five p.m. Happy hour, baby. Yeah, let's yeah. fucking get it. And then, uh, but all this information is at Myrtle Beach shows on the Instagram. There's oh, so much all shit sorts going of stuff. On. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be wild. awesome. And there's more stuff. Again, I think they're backed up, or they're uh, they're booked up until September. Yeah, like they have all September filled too. Shit. So uh, good lord, it's yeah. it's been a year so far. Mm -hmm. It's been it's been a year. Congratulations 
to all of you guys who are going to be coming out. It's a, <laughs> it's a real treat. Truly. It's a treat. It's a, that's a, I, I, I'm very excited for the 17th. That's going to be really cool, but I'm excited for all the, for the touring bands and all the, all the new local bands starting up. They're all really fucking dope. Um, yeah. Cool shit. Mm-hmm. Very cool shit. So that is all. That's it, folks. So uh, for more Windley crap, you got to follow at Windley underscore band. Check out windleyhub.blogspot.com when you're on the toilet. Uh, if you're on Spotify, I think I mentioned this earlier, you got to do the Q&A. How did this make you feel? <laughs> I just realized that exists. Uh, I've, well, I ask you how it makes you feel? I don't like, I, I've been publishing the things just like you can just do it automatically. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, there's this thing and people like post like, how did it make you feel? I don't know. I think I can change it, but I'm going to leave it. Is there like a writing or is it like a multiple choice? Or It's just like, they can uh, write whatever they want. Oh, you can write whatever And you can want. write whatever you want. Okay. That's, yeah. Well, how did this make you feel? Yeah. Let us know by calling 1-800-POOP. <laughs> Very good. All right. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, the OG. Yeah, the OG that's it. Connor McCoy. Yeah, that's me. Glad to have you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. That's what we fucking. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Yeah. So good job. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I, I think I really pulled my weight. Sure. This time. Now you're gonna pull some of mine. Let's fucking go. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Bye.